Hi there, welcome back to the business side of fitness. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. Each week on the show, we'll highlight fitness industry experts to learn about their personal journey and unique perspective. Through these conversations, we'll learn all about what it really takes to succeed in fitness. This show is brought to you by Vanessa Severiano LLC, specializing in fitness and wellness business development for impactful brands. The time has come to start the show. Everyone's got a story, and now it's time to hear from this week's guest. Let's welcome to the show, Ken Andrugo. He has built multi-million dollar businesses across several sectors, but money isn't the driving force behind his success. He has an uncanny knack at spotting industry pivots before they happen. The companies he has founded and helped grow span sectors that include graphic arts, motion picture on location services, the wine industry, ethnic food importation consolidation, and health and wellness for the masses. Through his health and wellness company, Ken has trained thousands of people, helping them to change their lives and live more meaningfully and fulfilled. Entrepreneurs who work with Ken benefit from an entrepreneur whose values resonate with their own. They benefit from the dedicated attention of values-driven coaching and mentorship, Ken's experiences of success and failure, and a refreshingly honest approach that helps them develop across the five entrepreneurial freedoms, money, health, relationships, purpose, and time. In his personal and professional life, Ken has experienced all the highs and lows that you can imagine. He brings this to the table, not afraid to relate his own experiences to those of his clients that are undergoing, and he brings clarity to difficult conversations that all entrepreneurs must have. Welcome to the show, Ken. Vanessa, thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Wow. I'm really impressed. Your bio is insane. (laughs) I mean, could you have done any more? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, you know, I get to talk a fair bit over the stuff that you're working on, but which is all very exciting, by the way. Um, We should be having this podcast for you, not me. (laughs) You know what? It's, it's one of these things that I don't, I didn't get up every day and think that was what I was going to do. I was just, you know, focused on doing the right things, making sure that I was collaborating with the right people and asking the right questions. Looking back over the course of my career, it doesn't feel like a lot to me. It just feels like the right thing. Well, that's a really simple way of saying that you've accomplished so much. You've worked with so many people across so many different industries. So you actually got into fitness after achieving success in these different industries. What drew you to fitness? You know, my whole life I've been a fit person and I played a lot of sport. Um, And I had a pretty defining moment in my life as I I got diagnosed with uh, cancer Early, early on in my life, in my 20s. <clears throat> and um, I just always, you know, I always had that commitment to make sure that I was remaining healthy and taking care of myself. And uh, my, my belief is this, is that if I am not fit, um, I won't be able to support my team. And if I can't support my team, we can't, um, we can't complete our vision. So it's it's more about taking care of others and making sure I'm on point for them than it is about being a fit person. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think that when I prioritize my own personal health, 
uh, physical and mental. When I'm meditating, when I'm exercising, I'm so much better at my personal relationships. At work, I have mental clarity and, you know, even patience with my children. It, it all goes hand in hand and somehow some people kind of miss that message sometimes. So it within the last like five to 10 years, and even now more so after the pandemic, there's been this kind of like rise of the entrepreneur, right? It's a phenomenon that, you know, more and more people want to work for themselves. You've had the pleasure of working with many different entrepreneurs and being an entrepreneur yourself. In your opinion, what separates a successful versus an unsuccessful entrepreneur? Well, you, I mean, entrepreneurs are a breed unto themselves or ourselves. You've got to want to get up every morning and enact your plan, not be, you know, told what to do and have it planned out for you. You, you need to be clear of mind to have a, a solid vision. And you've you got to want to help and mentor those who help you enact your vision. The difference between, I guess the simple difference between an entrepreneur and someone else who's maybe working in, in a field for somebody is that those who work for others, their economy is based upon, you know, they exchange time for money and entrepreneurs exchange value for money. So if I'm not creating value for someone, um, I have no right to get paid instead of just punching a clock and getting paid regardless. Right. And that makes a lot of sense. I think one thing that a lot of fitness and wellness entrepreneurs struggle with is that they got into this business because they wanted to have impact. They wanted to help people, but somehow along the way they kind of get stuck in the weeds and they're fighting fires. They're unclogging their toilets. They're paying off invoices and they kind of lose sight of that big picture, you know, that they had for themselves originally. How do you help people kind of zoom out and stay true to their original goal? Well, this fitness industry is not an easy one. I, I spent 18 years um, running uh, my gyms and working with people. <clears throat> and, um, you know, there's a point where you can't be the coach and the owner. Um, cause it's very difficult to separate conversations as a coach, um, and then turn them, you know, to the conversation of money with an athlete, um, or a, or a client. And it, 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 it also, you know, you, you need to be, able to be on point for your staff. Part of what we do as, as entrepreneurs is bring other people up uh, along with us so that we're able to um, ourselves elevate ourselves in the business. Um, and it's difficult to do that when you're still the coach. Um, and I had many times where I was out and then got pulled back into coaching and then out, pulled back in. Um, and it wasn't until I really just sat down and said, what's important now? And what was important at that time was I needed better systems, better policies, better procedures. I needed to train all my staff on how to use them and I needed to get out of the way. Um, and the minute that that happened, um, all of a sudden our business took off um, and it started to scale um, much more rapidly and effortlessly than, uh, than we had expected. So it, it's it's a tough business and, and burnout is at a at a premium like it it happens all the time um so my advice would be you know make sure that you find things that fill you up every day um spend most of your time on those things and 
and delegate and move on from those things that tear you down. So cleaning toilets, mopping floors, coaching, perhaps running classes, all that kind of stuff. You might, you might find yourself moving to higher levels if you can find those things that fill you up. That is an important message. I think that, you know, I myself, um, you know, struggle with that sometimes, you know, I, I get caught up in things that, you know, kind of drain me of my energy and preserving your own personal energy is so important to being successful and having longevity. I think that's why, you know, when we talk about burnout, it's like you go full throttle, you're wasting energy on things that don't matter. Then you get frustrated that the needle's not moving. <laughs> so how did you... Yeah, we Go ahead. We teach a, we teach a process uh, to find your, what we call your unique ability. Um, and really what it is, is finding out all the things that are not your unique ability, the things that take energy away from you. Um, for, there's four levels, incompetence, competence, excellence, and unique ability. <clears throat> and I won't go through all of it, but if you, if you can manage to spend um, better than 60% of your time in unique ability, you and your team will be very successful. Right. I think a lot of times people get caught up in their kind of like zone of excellence because that's what they have a reputation, you know, for. That's what they're right. known for. That's what people keep asking them for help in that kind of area. And then it's like you don't get that sense of fulfillment because it's not what you truly love. So walk us through, Ken, your journey from being entrepreneur and a fitness business owner to becoming a mentor or trusted advisor? Like, was there an actual clean cut step there that you took or did it just kind of happen? Well, like many things in my life, it happened uh, organically or by accident, as I like to say, the accidental mentor. Yeah, I mean, we were running uh, a, a really solid fitness business. It was attracting a lot of attention, you know, Brands like Reebok came and partnered with us. Um, put you know branded our gym with their with their brand next to it. Um, we got a lot of attention from gym owners around the world. My wife and I love to travel, so we traveled and inevitably would always stop in at gyms and get to know people. Um, and I found all of a sudden I was just being asked a lot of questions. Um, people were reaching out to me, and the advice I was giving seemed to resonate well with them and they took action. Um, but it had been happening for years. I, I, I'd been, my, my clients at the gym that were entrepreneurs, strangely, we, I attracted a lot of entrepreneurs as members to my gym and high-level executives. Um, and, uh, you know, they would knock on my door, hey, you got a few minutes and ask me questions about their career or their business. And um, it it felt great to me and um, I, I found myself really getting filled up by having those conversations. Um, we, I, I worked with, uh, with an, an old colleague of mine, um, helped him build a, a mentoring business um, on the side of what I was doing at the gym and uh, moved on from that and uh, took a couple of years where I wasn't really doing much of it. And then uh, the cycle kept happening. People kept coming and asking questions and people dropping in from out of town and coming from Europe to have all these conversations. Um, and I finally decided that 
I'm just going to, I'm going to go all in and I'm, I'm going to create a, a coaching business. And, um, not only am I going to coach entrepreneurs, but I'm going to coach entrepreneurs to be mentors and uh, partner alongside with them and, and start developing a mentor business or a coaching business for entrepreneurs. Um, we spend most of our time now outside the gym business with businesses that are in the two to $10 million uh, area. And I spend a lot of time also coaching executives in large, um, large corporations as well. So the, the leadership teams in large corporations. So that's kind of how it's happened. It's just organically grown over time. I think one thing that's like, you know, no sales pitch needed. I think if you're running a successful fitness business and you're traveling, anybody listening to this right now is just kind of having to pick their jaw up from the ground. Because I think when we talk about fitness and wellness businesses and success, vacation time is not run, you know, with that. It's kind of like long hours, waking up at two in the morning, you know, going to bed at 11 and it's a sacrifice. And I think a lot of people in the fitness business, you know, wear that almost like a badge of honor, like, oh, I hardly sleep, you know, I, I'm that, you know, I live and breathe this business without taking that, you know, vacation time. So I think that in itself, I would suspect would attract a lot of people to you. You know, how do you run a successful business and take vacation and take time off? So what would your answer be to that question? It's what I was saying earlier. You've got to continually level up Um, and you've got to, by leveling up, you have to empower your staff along the way. Um, to take more and more responsibility that, by the way, fills them up too. You got to find the things that they're uniquely qualified for and that they take great pride and pleasure in and have a lot of passion for. Um, when you do that, all, what is it? They'll, all boats rise or all tides, all tides rise, all boats or whatever that is. So if you're moving up, they're moving up. And, you know, I spend a lot of my time mentoring staff in the later years of, of my fitness business. And um, that's all I did. And I had a, a really interesting comment one day from a, a client of mine who happens to be a hedge fund uh, entrepreneur, billionaire. And um, he, he reached out to me one day in the gym and he said, hey, I don't see you around much anymore. Uh, you must be busy. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm super busy. We've been away a lot, building the house, doing this, doing that. and." Uh, my initial reaction was like, "Uh Oh, you know, he thinks that I'm not around and that's a problem. And uh, I said, well, you know, sorry that I haven't seen much of you. Is there anything I can do? And he said, no, no, no. It's, it's actually an interesting thing. Um, You're not around very much anymore, but it always feels like you're here. How do you do that? And I said, wow, that's an interesting question. Um, I do it by making sure that I mentor my staff within my values so that when they're posed with a question from a client, it sounds like I answered it. I love that. I think a lot of people listening to this right now struggle with that. You know, teaching, being able to do something yourself and teaching other people how to do it, I think is the mark of a great leader. And I think it's something that's not easy. So, you focus on on helping entrepreneurs achieve success in money, health, relationships, purpose, and time. I mean, 
what could be more valuable than than these areas? I think achieving, you know, your space in your time and not trading time for money, but trading time, uh, trading value. I think that's the most important thing. How do you help people get there? Is it just through managing and mentoring staff? Is it are are there any little secrets or nuggets that you can share with listeners right now? Yeah, the, the one of the first things that we talk about is how to manage your time. Um, I've been known to be a workaholic, and um, I don't. I'm, I'm not anymore. Uh, although I, I do have a tendency to say yes too much these days, um, <laughs> which leads me to be working more than I want. But, um, you know, when I think back about my time um, where I would con- consider myself a workaholic, what I was really doing was just not being good at managing my time. And so uh, my wife and I bought some property, which is where I am right now, out in the mountains, and uh, we, we said that if we're going to build a house there, we're going to make sure we use it as much as we can. It's three hours from the city we live in, so it's a fair drive. Um, so we, when we had the house built, we started spending three and a half days here and three and a half days in the city. And my commitment was the three and a half days here was we're going to be free, total free days. I was not going to work. And the three and a half days I had in the city, I was going to focus on one day. I was going to focus on um, things that were in development, not put into production yet. So if we had a new product or service um, or I was working on a new business, it was all about pre-revenue type activity. So I'd come back from the weekends, really creative, free of mind, felt like I just had a holiday. You know, when you go on a holiday, it's like day four. You're like, oh, I'm starting to feel human again. I've worked, you know, worked so hard to get here. Day four comes around. You're like, oh, I just had a great idea. <laughs> you know, that yes. creativity. Return. I do that every week. So Mondays are my, oh, my God, days. And I start to like really be, have a lot of clarity around what I'm working on. And then the next two days are like focus days where I'm working on things that are already generating revenue. Um, you know, as a mentor, I'm, I'm almost forced to be creative all the time because I'm listening to all of these nuances of what an entrepreneur is going through. And my job is to ask questions that lead them to zoom out of that problem, get creative and look back down on it and actually take action on what we just saw. Um, so the, one of the first things we teach is how do you take Three days without feeling guilty and the way you do it is to recognize that those free days are your most important days they're the ones that rejuvenate your mind and get you to be an effective leader when you return to work so you're actually taking those free days to support your staff not to just goof off I love what I'm hearing and and it makes so much sense you know I call them light bulb moments it's like 
I somehow when I go for bike rides and, you know, I'm by no means some amazing athlete, but I, when I go for bike rides, I'm clearing my mind. It's like I'm getting rid of all of that nervous energy physically. And then mentally, so many ideas come to me when I'm just like free, you know, riding on the bike, not in, in front of my computer. That's not when I get great ideas. It's when I'm literally disconnected from the computer that things just kind of pop in to your brain and you have to give yourself that space. And I think one of the huge values in, in what you teach and the mentorship and, and advising people to take that time is just providing value in that time. You know, it's not, you shouldn't feel guilty because you're actually filling your cup and how can you fill others cups when yours is empty and, and dry so one of your unique abilities is also identifying industry pivots. And obviously, we're at this really interesting kind of time right now in, in fitness and just the world in general. Where do you see things headed in the fitness and wellness industry? Well, the, the, the wellness industry <laughs> never really changes. Um, there's, there's a, I believe that there's like critical thinking that goes on about how do you help people that are, you know, chronically ill, sedentary, um, lost focus. Um, and it, it, you know, the, the thing about it is, is that the only way that you reach them is meeting them where they're at and telling them that they're going to join this thing and lose, you know, 20 pounds in six weeks. You know, the, the snake oil sales side of the fitness industry is, you know, alive and well and rampant, which is unfortunate to get real, uh, to be a real profitable business in the wellness space. You have to meet people where they're at um, and be a, a, a guide and a leader for them. It's not easy work. Um, you have to ask really hard questions. Um, you need to be vulnerable. And when you ask those questions that that person might tell you to, you know, get lost. Um, because the questions can be hard. Um, if someone has been chronically sedentary for 20 years, um, there's going to be some signs of that. And you need to help them understand what those signs mean and, and that, you know, just help them along the way. And it, it might be just talking. It might be going for a walk. It might be helping them with nutrition. Those very successful in the, the wellness world that's what they do. They don't get caught up in trends. They don't get caught up in, you know, Facebook marketing to try to get people in their door. They have solid, meaningful relationships. That's, that's, that is the only thing. Um, obviously the, you know, the, the pandemic has got a lot of people uncertain about their futures, uncertain about how they're going to work out, how they're going to get back to their gym, do they want to get back to their gym? And it's exciting, actually. It's a really exciting time because this is a time where these challenges force change, and change is almost always good. So finding ways to service those that you want to service, those that um, relate to you and, and what you say in, the, in, in your fitness business, um, well, well, you know, finding out how to, how to service them and, and having those conversations with them, that's the next step for you. And it may change dramatically how you delivered before to now. 
Uh, and I think that's a, a move forward. Um, I'm seeing a lot of really cool technology make a play. Uh, I, I'm seeing that, you know, for the last six months, we've been teaching people how to work from home, work out from home. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Like they're really taking more accountability to do it. Like working out from home isn't the most exciting thing. Um, but learning how to do it and be accountable to yourself is very powerful. And I think I see a lot of that going on. And coaches can play a big, big, big part in that. Right. And I think, you know, one thing is that this has kind of forced us to all be creative. If our true mission is to touch more lives and help more people and to make an impact in people's lives, we just have to get creative on the delivery and, and creating community. But the message is still the same, right? We can still achieve that. If anything, we can just have more impact you know, over a, a critical mass of people, not just the people that are coming to our gym that live one to two miles away from us. And I think that it's all about your mindset. You know, for example, I started my business during the pandemic and I had a lot of people reaching out to me just saying, you know, that's not a good idea. This is, you know, the world is in crisis right now. And I just said, that's, you know, that's how you view things. I, I understand where you're coming from and I appreciate your concern. However, all I'm seeing right now is opportunity and that's just how I'm wired, you know, and, and it's how I choose to look at it too. And I think that's, you know, a choice that gym owners and, and wellness business owners need to make right now. They need to look at this situation as just full of opportunity instead of looking at, all, you know, looking at all the negatives. I was just going to add one thing for the gym owners out there. I've, I've done a lot of work in corporate wellness as well. And, you know, we've all seen these companies that, you know, build this swanky gym in their corporate office and, um, you know, the same 10 people attend that gym every, every day and no one else is using it. And you can look at that gym scenario the same way as your gym is that you built the gym and you have coaches in there and you probably do a great job. But really all you're doing is appealing to those who avail themselves of the access that you've allowed them to have. You're missing all of the people you truly want to help. And you're, that's because you're not meeting them where they're at. You got to go find those people. I've had conversations in grocery stores. I remember one in particular, I was at a market and there was a husband and wife clearly overweight and I overheard them talking about this new diet they were on and they were talking about the struggle and, you know, I wish we could have this and do that. And I went over and I put my hand on the gentleman's shoulder and I said, you know, I'm really proud of you guys. This is a big step. Um, stick with it. It has a huge payoff at the end. And they both looked at me and started crying and saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why would you, why would you take the, the time to reach out and say that to us? That's what his wife said. I said, I'm in the, you know, the wellness industry and I just, you know, I couldn't help but overhear what you were saying. And um, I'm just, you know, you inspired me. It's, I'm really proud of you to, to take these steps. And then next thing they know, where's your gym? How do we sign up? <laughs> it's like, we, I met them where they were at. They're at the grocery store, literally met them where they're at and talked to them, you know, about that they're doing good things. Um, and that, 
I, you know, people out there appreciate it and, and recognize that it's, it's not easy. And, you know, the, the world supports them. So. Right. And, and I love what you just said, because, you know, I specialize in sales, marketing, branding, and people are always telling me, you know, how do you get more, you know, how do you generate more leads? They're always asking me, you know, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that complicated. It's not about flyers or Facebook ads. It's about having that true desire to help people and exemplifying that in every area of your business. I always tell people, you know, it, it don't overcomplicate it. There's opportunity everywhere, but it has to stem from a true desire to want to make a difference. It's not about numbers and spreadsheets. It's, or click funnels. It's about, you know, what's really driving you. Why did you get into this business? Don't lose sight of that, you know, really making change. Um, so Ken, who's your ideal client? If somebody's listening to this right now and they were, you know, they're really needing a mentor and a guide to help them navigate through um, these crazy times and just, you know, life and business in general, uh, you know, what would an ideal client look like for you at Level 5 Mentors? I, I, I think a uh... Our ideal client is someone who has is a founder, um, a driven entrepreneur that has um, worked really hard to get to where they're at, um, but hasn't moved the needle as much as they would like in scaling their business. Um, you know, I, I sort of specialize in helping people scale, um, especially those that have been stuck. So. Um, I, I really focus on understanding how people think or how the entrepreneur thinks. Generally what's happened is the way they think is, is what's painted them into the corner they're in. And um, the, the business isn't operating the way they think. So that's two different things happening. Um, you've heard the saying, you know, standing in your own way. Um, that That's what I really do well is I, I clear all that stuff away so that they can start moving again and scale their business. Um, you and I work for work with uh, a, a, an entrepreneur that has a an education business. Um, I started working with them about eight months ago. Um, we created an entire new line of business um, for them that's doing already a couple of million dollars. Um, and they didn't even see it because they were so focused on something that was down and in front of them. I just got him to look up and we made a few little tweaks to his business and it changed dramatically. But that was him standing in his own way. We just changed the way he thought. I love the line you are your biggest problem and you are your only solution. And sometimes the solution is just getting out of your own way. So, <laughs> but you know, sometimes it just needs, you know, I, I use, you know, when somebody asks me, why do I, you know, invest in a mentor, you know, Oh, it's tough times. You can't find the money, you know, to pay for that. It's expensive or this and that, like, what's the point? I just, I use this analogy. Have you ever been in a bad relationship? You're dating somebody that's really not the right fit for you. You, you know, but, and you know, it's not like the best, but you're like in it and you love the person and you care for the person and all your best friends that can see it objectively are saying, 
get out of this relationship immediately. And you're like, no, it's okay. It's just having perspective. And I think perspective is everything. And sometimes when we're in a situation, we're very emotionally tied to it. And it's hard for us to see things that others can easily identify. And when you have a mentor that's geared to think that way, it just brings you tremendous value. And I have benefited personally so much from uh, mentorship through Level 5 Mentors. And it's made all the difference for me. So if somebody's listening to this and they want to find out more about uh you know, mentorship with level five mentors, where do they find you can? Uh, level five mentors.com or you can, um, and level five is level, the number five mentors.com or you can email me Ken at level five mentors.com. You can find me on Instagram. If you like fun pictures and inspirational notions, uh, about business and life, uh, at perfect day every day. Um, I like to think that I live my life uh, a perfect day every day, or I try to. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's the easiest places to find me. Or they can reach out to you. You know how to find me. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be happy to connect. And, and one last note that I just want to share with the listeners also is I think it's so valuable to find a mentor that's been where you want to be. You know, nowadays on Instagram, on Facebook, everybody's a business coach. Um, you know, everybody says that they're an advisor, but if they haven't actually walked the walk and they're just selling something because they're a savvy marketer, that's not the right person. It's actually somebody that steps ahead of you that's actually gone through this process that can guide you through it. And that's where the value comes in. So just wanted to leave everybody with that note. Thank you so much, Ken, for taking the time to come on here and share your story with us. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you would please subscribe, review, and share this episode. It would really mean so much to me. I truly love connecting with fitness and wellness experts. So if you'd like to be on the show or are looking for help in your business, definitely drop me a line and connect with me. You can find me at hello at vanessaseveriano.com or my social media handles. Since my last name is not the easiest to spell, I'm going to go ahead and make it really easy for you and link my contact details in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next episode.